Welcome to Hashtag All Podcast Matter presents Movies you already seen to before An app of movies you either loved, hated, or generally forgot about This week, I think, loved, and it's It's like <laughs> We're having a conversation about watching a movie analytically now We watch movies differently now we dissect movies. We can't enjoy it shit anymore. It's like a really super. It's like a person that works on DNA, watching Jurassic Park, and seeing like this is all bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, 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 bullshit. Huh? All this bullshit. Or like my, my geology professor watching San Andreas. He's like, oh my god, oh my god. He's like, he had a bullshit gasm. He's like, ah, oh, my pants. I wear them because it's so much bullshit. Cause you call that a fault line. Actually, no, because you know San Andreas fault line is a slip, slip, dip, so it's, it's a transference. So who does like, who does know that? Yeah, okay, so there's three fault lines: convergent, divergent, and like transference. Convergent means they're coming together. Divergent means they're going apart, and transference means they're going like left or right, and they rub against each other. We got to rub against each other. So I know I was in I was in geology club in high school. Anyway, I was a captain. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna finish this before this episode gets too long. So hold your jokes, goddamn it! Especially the lies. There was no geology club. <laughs> I know. So, we, we so called, our couldn't get funding. Transfer, transfer, transfer means like I think it's transfer. So that means they go left and right and they rub against each other. He was basically like the whole movie sucks because there's no way that you can get enough energy to have a 10.0 earthquake rubbing against each other like the only ones that happen like that are converges when the motherfuckers hit each other imagine two big ass plate tectonic plates hitting each other that's what causes a 10.0 earthquake not motherfuckers rubbing against each other if you're still listening <laughs> if you haven't fallen asleep yet hope you were driving a car or hey i just gave you motherfuckers free dialogue fuck all y'all this we watched ant-man this week which movie which i thought was the pivotal movie and well actually no this is when uh, Marvel started, knew they could print their own money. This was that movie, right? Because then we get Guardians of the Galaxy, which he's so excited to watch. <laughs> Fucking twist my arm. Oh, I twisted his arm. Um, but yeah, but no, this movie was, it was a standalone Marvel movie. They said, they said MCU, 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 but it was their own movie. It could have been their own movie. It was a, it was a heist movie with some science, fake science. And some burglars. Yeah, it, it's a movie. It's pretty. It's we'll, we'll, we'll get into uh, what we think about it at the end. Mm-hmm. But let's let's just go ahead and start. Um, the late nineties, the late eighties and early nineties was the shit in, in the Bay Area. A lot of Marvel was happening. We had nineteen ninety two. You know, Wakandans was fucking murdering niggas in uh, North Oakland, and then nineteen eighty nine, uh, San Francisco. You know, Hank Pym was walking around. You know, pimming it. West West Oakland. I kind of wish they had some too short in this movie, or some San Quinn. That would that would have made sense for nineteen eighty nine. Some Hammer maybe. Um, it opens up with Hank Pym, uh, Howard Stark, and a nigga look like he's evil, <laughs> and, and a white and a chick for somewhere was that Agent Carter or something like that. That's her. That's a Agent Carter's aunt. No. great aunt. <laughs> so they was like, he found out they were trying to. Uh, Get the Pym Carticles witness theme that just showed us one guy was evil from the past. Yeah, and there was there's a whole lot of mustache twirling. Uh slightly younger Dr. Pym is furious because he finds out that they want to bastardize his Pym particles. Mm-hmm. And there's alliteration there. Pym particles. And we're saying that a fucking lot in this movie. No, oh, no, we're not. <laughs> oh, they are. Hey, you gotta hey, they're trying to patent pending, all right? This is really coming out <laughs> next week. 
Um, I but I can just tell the motherfucking eagle, and he got a shit busted for talking about a nigga. Like, hey, he said something about his wife, like he could fight though. Like, this anyway. <laughs> no, you, you really you shouldn't talk about somebody's wife within arm's reach. And you ain't got no hands. Like you thought he wasn't gonna <laughs> slap the shit out of you. Um, and then we flash forward to San Quentin Prison, and we see our protagonist. Scott Lang getting beat up by a black guy in prison, but it was cool. It was just happy release day. I was watching this movie with Cole, mm-hmm. and Cole says, is that Vic? <laughs> it's racist. <laughs> I'm like, no, he he looks vaguely similar, son. No, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> um, He's, he was tall on dark screen. That's what he thinks of you. Uh, um, So he just got out of, say, quit in prison. Um, which is which is crazy because San Quentin Prison is a prison, right? But it's one of the most expensive real estates in the Bay. But it's like the most like that area is so fucking expensive. But it's a prison there. Like they wish they didn't put that prison there because that's like billion dollar real estate right there. But it's a very nice prison though. It's the prison to be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, California prisoners have rights and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like I met a CEO and he was like, "Bro, we can't all that. First of all, all that shit is movies, and it's like we can't, we don't beat up people because California prisoners prisoners sue and win. So mm-hmm. it's like they just be no. They have like they have like yoga there. They have a media lab. It's it's a good place to be if if you're if you have to go. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go there. Like sure. if you go sell coke, sell it in the air here. Yeah. Um. So we get out, and Scott Lang's just getting out of prison, and he sees his friend, I forgot what uh, Michael Pena's name is, but he picks him up from jail, and they're talking about, you know, life. He's like, hey, yeah, there were cellies in prison, Mm -hmm. which is correct terminology. That's what they actually say. He's like, hey, man, how you been? He's like, well, my mom died, my Mm -hmm. girl left, my dad got deported. Um. It was a different time, even though this movie was three years old. Twenty fifteen, yeah. Twenty fifteen, uh, there was a deported joke, and I was like, Ugh. "Marvel's like, ah, we gotta start bleeping this shit out." <laughs> um, no, that's just call it social commentary. It's it's still okay to say that. He didn't say like it was a good thing. He said lots of bad things happened. Yeah. Um, and he's talking about Scott, and he was like, "I got a team," and he was like, "No, I'm going straight. I'm not gonna go back to jail. I'm gonna be a good dad and shit like that." And would get a job because he has a b- degree in what something engineering. Yeah, and he's like, of course I'll get a job. And then they cut to him working at Baskin Robbins plot of placement. They offered this at first to Chipotle, mm-hmm. but they didn't like being depicted negatively like that. Baskin Robbins said, "Fuck it, we'll be depicted in any way." And you get a good uh, joke that discourages people from lying on their things. Yeah, and we'll be in the MCU. It'll be fine. Exactly. And, and they owe us a favor. Um, he at Basket Robin. Then they find out he was a criminal, and he gets fired because. And then the joke about Basket Robin always flies out. I think this was social commentary about how it is for felons to get jobs in the workforce. Even a white, even a handsome young white man, even though he's like forty five right now. <laughs> hey, even even a handsome white man who ages like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd does age good. He fantastically. It's, yeah. it's amazing. He was on Friends. Like, I didn't know that. He was, was like, he was in Clueless, I think. Oh, yeah, he was in Clueless. Or one of those teen movies. Had something to do. But, yeah, so Paul <laughs> Rubb is 40-something, you know, makeup. But, anyway, uh, Basket Robbins always finds out. 
Um, they tell us something about his prime. He he used to work somewhere, and they were ripping off accounts. He was working at Wells Fargo, and they were <laughs> again social, fa- social commentary. <laughs> making fake accounts, and he blew a whistle, and he got fired. So he breaks back into Wells Fargo, who has a great security system, and then gives all the money back to the people who they were ripping off. And then he doesn't work at Wells Fargo. All right, just to say some made up company. And then he posts it on the internet and then he gets shot with some felony charges for breaking an entry. Which, in any other city, I mean, any other world except for the MCU, MCU San Francisco, which is the most liberal place in America? Berkeley, maybe? He he would have been fine. People would have rallied. He would have championed. They, they would have gave him, he would have had jobs at the thing, especially after Twitter got a hold of him. So. Oh, there's... and we meet, uh, we meet Tip, Tip Harris mm-hmm. um, and, and the rest the rest of his team. A generic uh, Russian hacker fellow. Mm-hmm. Oh, social conference here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the work of Gypsy. So. Wow, this movie, this movie is the future. <laughs> um, Back at Hank Industries, we meet an, an incredibly generic villain. Mm-hmm. Like super generic. He's, uh, he's like he no, he is. He's he's like a young Obadiah Stane, two thousand. True. But um, <laughs> they uh, built in they built in a few loopholes. Oh, like. We talk about later, but Michael Pena's characters. There was a big black guy in prison that Scott, uh, that uh, Paul Rudd's character got into a fight with, and he, but and then Michael Pena says, "I'm the only one that knocked him out." And the dude was again like six foot five, five hundred pounds of prison muscle, the best muscle, the leanest, because you get it from all that spread. Oh, of course. Uh, where are we? And toilet wine. Uh, cut to oh, no. cut to Pam Industries where we meet the uh, the villain of the movie, Dave Eric Cross something Cross yeah. Cross Industries. He's bald, but he doesn't have a mustache, so we didn't know. But he looked crazy. Dude was acting. Oh, he, he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. I know him from a tel- terrible television series, uh, The Strain. It's not good. No, I didn't finish it. I only had one season to go, and I didn't finish. <laughs> Dope. I just realized uh, the Dora Milaje character, the uh, general, was Michonne from Walking Dead. Wow, welcome to yesterday. (laughs) Another one of Dora Milaje was in uh, that terrible movie that we almost watched. Mute. Yeah. Now it's (laughs) popping. That's why I came out. It was like, oh, you guys like Black Panther people? Bam. Anyway, so... Um, at at Pym Industries, uh, Cross is trying to, to um, he's, 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 he's peacocking it. Yeah, he is. He's basically like peacocking and 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 uh, trying to sell his yellow jacket suit. He has like a really dope PowerPoint presentation. Nick. It has the best transitions. I'm talking Venetian blinds, star wipes, left, right, up and down, every which way. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't really go over well. People didn't really want to want to invest in it. Well, no, 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 no. It did, but. The one uh, sane person in the room was like, um, this seems fucking dangerous that you can make an army of Ant-Mans that are undetectable and shit like that. What if it got into our enemy's hands? And David Cross, Cross was like, oh, that's a good question. We should talk about that later. <laughs> and I'd have left because I saw that murder in his eye. I'm like, no, nah, no, no, I'm going. Security, security, exhort me out. I, I want to go home. I want to go home. Uh, and so... He fig- he's telling the Ant-Man creator, like, ha-ha, I have your Ant-Man things. Are you proud of me now, Dad? <laughs> he has some serious issues. Yeah, he didn't got daddy issues. He's awesome. So, uh, he essentially just becomes evil because he feels 
Well, they they said why you became evil. Scorned. And the pin particles fuck with your brains. Oh yeah, they said that. It's like adamantium. Twice. Um, just just to make sure that we caught it. Yeah. Uh, it's so. Uh, Scott goes to see his daughter. It's a birthday. He wasn't invited. Because mm-hmm. he just got out of jail. And he's a terrible person because he's fucking robbing it. <laughs> you did. You pointed that out. Mm-hmm. That everybody is incredibly mad at him for this crime. Oh. This is the most. Again, we're in San Francisco. The most liberal part of the Bay Area. And that means like the USA and probably the world. And they're mad at him for a, being a political, basically a political prisoner and doing like one of the greatest crimes ever that he paid. He gave people back the money that they've been robbed from. And his ex-wife and her cop dad, like everybody in this was Republican as fuck. Crime is crime no matter what crime is crime is. <laughs> Listen, the law can never be wrong. Yeah, this is like these are the people that when the three strikes call the three strike the three strikes law came out and you got arrested for stealing a loaf of bread. Well, you shouldn't have broke the law. Twenty five years for a loaf of bread. These are them <laughs> motherfuckers and shit like that. Why didn't you just ask your parents for money? Exactly. You could have just got a loan, right? God damn it. Who is doesn't have money for a loaf of bread? Motherfucker that would risk twenty five to life. So anyway. That shit got a lot of motherfuckers. Yeah, like this, watching this movie pissed me off of how Republican everybody was. So Scott just wants to get back in his daughter's life. Mm-hmm. And his mom says, you got to go. Listen, you can see your daughter when you pay child support, get a place to live, and possibly become a superhero. Exactly. Um, and he never, like, he was just good that her daughter loves him and shit like that. And he knows her better than everybody else because he bought her this hideous toy and she fucking loves it and sleeps with it. But obviously he knows his daughter better than all you motherfuckers, but he's a terrible dad for some reason because he's he chose like the lives of many more pe- people that are less fortunate than him to help them out. All right. I'm going to keep moving. <laughs> so he, This part really bugged me. Yeah, he does some math in the car mm-hmm. and essentially he would never be able to do it. Mm-hmm. That he has, he's having a hard time getting a job. So he goes back and talks to his friends and says... My question is, how long did he try to get a job before? Not, not long at all. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went back to crime immediately. Yeah. But hey, 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 man, social commentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, he probably could have sold bricks and it would just been so much easier. Because it... If, you you got to stick to what you know. I mean, if he can do a heist... If he can do a heist. Some alley-oops, some layups sound like a little layupy. Um... Yeah. So go. Oh, okay. Scott Scott goes back to his uh his home. He's living with Pena at a hotel. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Listen, tell me about the tip you heard about." And I don't know I don't know about you, but I thought this is the best part of the movie. Oh, yeah, Michael Pena talking fast? Yes. That's the best part of any movie, all right? I that's why Crass <laughs> should have won an Oscar if he was talking more. So, uh Pena hilariously over-explains details in the story. Bruh, the reds and whites. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> They threw in those details so that his character wasn't portrayed in a racist fashion, I felt. Because he had details in there that made him seem... Mm-hmm. Culture and shit like that. Yes. So he tells them a story about uh, a rich guy that has a safe. And, you know... It's not really... I feel like that's kind of not allowed to go on. Yeah, like... Uh, like Who keeps gold bullion in their safes and shit like that? Like It could be a gun safe. Like it, it, people really have gun safes. Uh-huh. Yeah, they do, and they're trying to take our gun safes away. 
Obama's coming. Any moment. Yeah, Hillary's going to take our guns away. Listen, it's when he's out of office is when you should worry the most. Yeah, when he has no power whatsoever. He inspires people. Anyway. So, he takes a job about the thing, and then we get our first part of the Ocean's 13 Ant-Man. Blah, blah, blah. I, I like the montage was cool. Yeah. And I like the way he blew up the safe, but it just seems really, that safe wasn't that hard because you can just drill holes in it with a regular ass drill. I think so, he just wanted to be creative. Mm-hmm. He, has, he hadn't done it in many years, so. So he breaks in the house and he finds a suit that looks like an old motorcycle suit. And he's like, oh, it looks like an old motorcycle <laughs> suit. And he probably should have just left it. I mean, you got to take something. There you go. <laughs> um, and then he took it. And then, yay. Uh, we're, it, it's only 30 minutes into the movie that we get some ant manting. Yeah. So that's that's pretty okay for an origin movie. Yeah. And it was, um, actually, this was a really good origin story. Yeah. Because 30 minutes in, they ant man, and then they monologue his training up real fast. And it worked out pretty well. It was a fun sequence, him like grabbing the vinyl record and falling through the floor and all that. Yeah. Oh, so he puts it on, and then we get to see some good special effects. Mm-hmm. They held up. What a visual feast. It was. We saw big water drops and big rats. A party in San Francisco that was cracking at like 2 p.m. <laughs> in somebody's apartment. And I was like, hey, where's this party at? How come I never get invited? Well, you to? see, because they're doing lots of drugs, and they've been up for a few days. True. All right. I decided to use the phrase visual feast mm-hmm. so that it would become more popular critics. They can put that on the poster. A Got visual it. feast. All podcasts matter. Good job. Thanks. I was pretty proud of that. Um, it's so... Did you like that cameo from Garrett Morris? Yes. I think there should be more cameos from Garrett Morris <laughs> I think movies. Garrett Morris needs to be like Stan Lee. He should just be in every Marvel movie. He should take over, you know, when next year inevitably happens. <laughs> Garrett Morris is black Stan Lee. Just, you know. Um, but he cameoed in this movie because he was in the first television appearance for Ant-Man on Saturday Night Live. Oh. I like that. Okay, fine. So, Scott sees his super-powered suit, and was like, nope, I don't want superpowers. Pause. Well, he's he's talking to uh, Hank Pym via, via the headset, mm-hmm. and he's like, listen, keep the suit. I'll talk to you later. Scott says, fuck that. I'm taking it back. And he breaks back into the house, and he puts the suit back, and he gets arrested. And then we see um, Raymond's brother just being a dick. <laughs> That's who that is, right? That's not who that is, right? Ray Romano? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I- I'm going to say it is him. So the but, pl- but, but Wood Harris is his partner for some reason. Because, you know, black and white cops. Wood Harris is criminally <laughs> underrated. Criminally! I was pissed off because they gave him nothing to do in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool to see him. Wood Harris is fantastic. It still could play a teenager. <laughs> Just give me some of that good makeup. Good. So Scott goes back to jail and he's like, um, your lawyer's here. And he's like, what lawyer? And then Hank Pym has the ants dancing around the camera because he can control <laughs> ants. And he's like, motherfucker, I told you to keep the suit. Now you're in jail. Now you can. Now we can have the Matrix scene about me leading you out of prison. I mean, out of jail. And so Scott gets back in the cell. Some ants bring him the Ant Man suit. Did you like the ant countdown? Yeah, because I can I can't get in my regular clothes in six seconds. Oh no, that was 
You can't get into a motorcycle suit in that amount of time. Yeah. Also, what was that drink that uh, Wood Harris was drinking? Made some coffee? No, it was like some probiotic drink. Oh, how do you know? Because uh, I've seen it before. I, I guess you. I guess. I guess. I guess you don't know about probiotics. I do. Uh, tequila. That's a probiotic. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's nice. That's good shit for you. Um, and so he turns into Ant Man, and we get the scene from uh, the first Matrix when Neo's getting let out the office, but with ants. <laughs> um, it's a little bit more of like an ant training montage. Mm-hmm. And he, he flies on a flying ant out of jail. Mm-hmm. And then he passes out from high altitude thing. And he wakes up in Pim's house with his daughter Hope menacing over him. And then we learn, we get ant science about bullet ants. I love ant science. And I did look it up because I was kind of curious. Mm-hmm. She says, don't get up because the bullet ants are 300 on, on the Schmidt pain index, mm-hmm. which is a pain rating scale for uh, stings. And no, nothing is close to it. 300 is fucking off the Richter. Is it? Are they really that high? Yes. Oh. Everything else is like 10. What about like tarantulas and shit? Like tarantula hawk wasps are like five. But I heard those things are deadly. I guess it's just deadly. Everything else is like five like five and 10. Well, well this one is 300. Dude was just saying ouch when they was getting bit in the thing. Like that 300. They no one, I guess nobody knows how to act 300. Because 300 <laughs> means I'm shitting my pants. Because Have you seen tarantula wasps? Yeah. Those the, things are fucking nightmares. Only five. I know they look horrible, but they're only a five on the scale. All right. So she's being a dick and texting while she's trying to talk to somebody, and then he like ants out, and so Hank explained to him like, "Hey, you know what? This and that, and you know, science, movie. science, and science." He's like, "Do you want to have a training montage? I want you to be the Ant Man." Um, uh, I'm gonna. I guess I'll tell you now that. Marvel originally wanted Steve Buscemi to be Hank Pym, hmm. but they couldn't because he was busy filming Boardwalk Empire at the time. I think that would have been cool. I do too. Um, I love some Buscemi. Again, Hope was also Republican. She was like, he's a criminal. And the then we got the cops, baby. Like, it was just... Hurt my feelings of how like everybody hated this guy for being um, the most awesomest person in the world. They were judgy as fuck, man. I didn't appreciate it. Yeah, like, everybody has a past, and like his criminal record is like really like he helped a bunch of people out, and he's a criminal. Like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure that's like. Is it really a criminal to steal from <laughs> to steal from people who stole? Exactly, and return it. That's like motherfuckers who like you left your family behind because you saved a bunch of people's lives. Like that's that's basically what they're saying. <laughs> you're a bad father because you chose you, you chose to sacrifice yourself for the goodness of the people you're a terrible punisher wait wait what alright whatever um oh um I like how we get the film like the uh, the MacGuffin of this part of the movie what's that uh, he's he's working with the belt somehow and he's like whoa 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 don't touch that you might go subatomic let me tell you you don't ever want to go subatomic don't go supernova uh etc do I need to start to do so, um, we get a montage, he learns how to punch, and he learns about ants and shit, and I'm running out my, my jokes. Mm-hmm. It, ter- <laughs> it taught us it taught us a lot about ants, which is pretty great. I, it was an ant science lesson. Actually, I, I bought an ant farm right after I watched this, um, which is kind of the worst thing, I feel like, the worst thing you'd want to get. It seems not fun at all. 
it's 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 like fish tanks. I mean, like motherfuckers <laughs> just like watching people fish tanks fish and dance, and dance, and dance. I don't I I don't want a, a fucking animal I can't interact with. Motherfucker want to watch a turtle for. Oh no, turtles are cool. You can interact with turtles. Yeah, turtles are cool. Yeah. Ant farm, you can't shit. You can't do fish tank. You can't pitch a fish tank. Shark tank would be cool, but I mean, it's only it's just because you're a shark. If it ain't a great white shark, why do you even have it? If it can't eat you. Anyway. <laughs> so, I don't know where we're at. Uh, okay, so a piece of technology they need for the heist mm-hmm. is in one of Howard's, one of the Stark's old warehouses. Yeah. Which, oh my God, twist, it turns out it's the Avengers headquarters now. Because this movie's in the MCU. And they wanted to tell you that. And then who but everybody's not favorite adventure comes up? The Falcon. I guess you don't, if, you, if you're getting paid, I guess you don't need to, uh, to have another secret identity day job. That's what I like about the Avengers. They be Avengering all the time. <laughs> oh, if you live there, you're just, you're just always on the clock. What you need a secret identity for? Nobody has secret identities. That's cool. <laughs> and that's how it should be. Superman shouldn't have the Superman. I guess he just really liked journalism. How does he even know how to do journalism? Because he's white. <laughs> Says your experience is uh, farming. On a farm? Like I, I, That should be a scene where somebody's like, where did you learn how to journalism? On a farm? He's like, ah, oh, god damn it. And he just breaks his neck because he has PTSD. It's like, actually, yes. We have a great library. Two books. Uh, <laughs> how to farm, how to be a Republican. <laughs> and the 2017 2016 uh, Kansas City uh, Royals and don't all lives matter Clark Kent <laughs> <laughs> no 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 remember Superman's woke oh yeah he did punch Scott <laughs> um, so he gets in a fight with Falcon and piece of technology that never explained why they needed but you know movies so the Menacingly, scene, the scene uh, kind of pissed me off a little. What? Uh, they're like, well, I'm sorry, but you know, the only Black Avenger at the moment is a joke. I mean, he's not cool anyway. But uh, were we ever gonna let him be cool? Because it's like there's the guys with special powers. Nah, he's actually dope in movies. He does his thing, but it's like he's a winged Avenger. I mean, he's Hawkeye <laughs> with wings. And he got chappas. Wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> I mean... I feel like you just called him the N-word. I mean... <laughs> it's pretty mean, Vic. Hawkeye? My bad. Um, here we get there. This movie... Oh, damn it. We're doing like this movie does. Third act. <laughs> this is going to be a fast one. Um, uh, so, it's time for the heist. Well, actually... Um, Cue uh, Pim, Mission Pim, Impossible movies. Pim... Pim... Uh, <laughs> Back to, back to the Pym households, and they're like, well, I know you've been mad at me for years, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you why uh, your mom died. Mm-hmm. She went subatomic and saved the world. Yeah. Probably could have told you, but I spent years trying to find her back because, you know, I mean, you die when you go subatomic. That just means, you know, I probably need some powerful wizard to come help me out. <laughs> uh, the villain nobody cares about visits the house, mm-hmm. and he, he tells Hank, he's like, listen, I love you. Why'd you push me away? He's like, I saw you going a little nutty, and I probably should have coaxed you a little bit better. 
and we see like a flashback scene where he almost kills him with the green lightsaber, mm-hmm. but then he turns it off. But then he saw him waking up, and he's like, he took it the wrong way. He's like, oh no! <laughs> I'm like, no, I saw what I saw. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like you were going, you were thinking about killing me. You, you can't unexplain that. <laughs> so he gets paranoid and tells, uh, what's your name? Hope that he's going to increase security. Mm-hmm. So they're going to need at least seventy four percent more lasers. <laughs> And they're going to need a team this time. And so he was like, no, not those three yahoos. And I was like, do you know any other yahoos? I'm like, what do you know On about Source them? notes? Yeah. Notes? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's a little uh, conservative. <laughs> I don't want to work with criminals. Hope. And so we get back and then we explain. We got some T.I. joking. and Arguably the best line of the movie. That's the, This is the work of gypsies? No. Uh, my favorite line was... <clears throat> when he when he says, "I let you break into my house," and he says, "Well, I could argue that I let you let me." <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, he said he he delivered it right. He did. He shows him the thing, and then you know the plan. I think Tia only agreed to do this movie if he could still wear his beanies. Sideways, like yes. at a BC. Yes. And now it's plan time. Everybody's in place, and. Now, can I cue the Mission Impossible music? Um, Yes, but first let me say I wish that T.I. did a song on the soundtrack about ants. No, no more of those songs. (laughs) They're over. Will Smith stopped doing them, so there's no more songs. Maybe we'll get one for Brett, too. Oh, there's a song on there with um, Meek Mill, YG, and Snoop Dogg. Fucking slaps. Soundtrack is awesome. Maybe good. I would say awesome. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, that's too strong of a word. So we get up to the thing, and then the cops show up because they found out, you know, Hank Pym came to visit somebody in jail, which is not illegal at all, but they was going to jam him up. Um, some things happen. Help. Oh, I, th- I thought you were just going to go to the third act at this point. Oh, we're at the third act, and it's it, it it's fading. <laughs> oh, oh, Okay. Oh, did I mention third act? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, all right, let's let's all let's all go to the the Pim Pim uh, Industries Pim Tech Pim Tech uh, headqu- headquarters. Uh-huh. Uh, a white guy arrives via helicopter. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it is. It's Manny Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I still helicopters. So, so you do you do want to do the cosplay as the big timers? No, no, not at all. I'm a, little, right. I'm a little disappointed. Uh, Ant Man arrives and he, and he has to fry the servers with various ants. Mm-hmm. Q uh, visual visual feast number two. The Russian hacker is hacking stuff. Ti is driving. Uh, he does some donuts in the car. Hank Pam gets jammed up by the cops, like you said. Yep. Um, and then he's surfing through the sewer, looking like a the a good Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> the ants pull him up, and Anthony, you know, he names an ant. That was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Um, Hank Pym, Hope, um, Cross, and and, Cro- and Cross, and the Hydra agent are meeting, and Cross is uh, monologuing. Oh yeah, he's he's mustache probably. He's like, I've won. Nothing can go wrong. But he kind of had a ace back. And then they set the charges, and everything's ready. And then fifteen minutes to thirty <laughs> minutes left of a movie. <laughs> and uh, everybody pulls their guns out once he once he reveals that he's like. Selling the suit to Hydra, mm-hmm. and they end up in an Anglo-Saxon standoff. <laughs> yes. And then, um, right when 
all the plans going great for uh, Ant-Man until, you know, the police jam up his hacker friends and, you know, pause and press button right in the nick of time because, you know, movies. And then he's like, ha I knew this whole plan the whole time. Hope I was about to kill you. But, you know, I was trying to get it wet one time before I had to kill you. And then that's Scott Lang and everything like that. He's a criminal. No, actually, he gave him props. He was like, man, what he did was pretty awesome. And then the system screwed him. <laughs> I would have gave him a job. I probably should have gave him a job. Yeah, because he's actually might be some kind of mechanical genius. Because in the scenes, he was fixing, making the Ant-Man suit better, even though he did not explain what was going on, what he was doing to the suit. <laughs> like, oh, we didn't have time for that. He was like, oh, I can just make the shrinking faster or something. Because he was really tinkering with something, and nobody explained it. They didn't get mad until he was about to fix the regulator. Like, whoa, don't don't regulate. <laughs> you get a mount up. Are you handy with the steel? I don't think so. So we get shooting. People get shot. Hank Pym gets sh- get shot, and then... He's like, don't worry, I'm not dead. <laughs> yes, because I'm in number two. I signed on for three movies. And I hope he goes evil in the third one. That'd be cool. And my keychain, don't worry. I have this for some reason. Uh, And, you know, because... And I'll go over that later, because they... Movie, they... Very convenient, but they did totally explain that the weight doesn't change. So, anyway... So, Michael Pena's got, he's one punch man in this movie. Actually, he probably could have saved everything with his <laughs> knockout. He could have just ran through the whole movie knocking motherfuckers out. All right. Instead, Michael Pena is just going to punch literally everyone. It's going to be <laughs> And knock them out in one punch. <laughs> like, Burley Minnick is just bigger than him <laughs> in that workout. But he's, he did, they did write the loophole in the thing that he did knock out a 350-pound, six-foot-four black man. So, he does have punching power. So, the building is set to explode. Mm-hmm. and uh, Everybody makes it out in the nick of time. Pena helps out one guy that he knocked out earlier. Mm-hmm. But but you I, have other I kind of assume everyone else just died. Yeah. He might he might as well have just left everyone. Um they got sucked into the ner- the nuts. <laughs> um so uh Yellow Jacket, I mean Cross, is escaping to the rooftop. Ant Man's going after him on uh, various flying ants. Uh Anthony gets clipped. I shed I shed a tear. I didn't at all. And he didn't get shot an ant out of the sky with a bullet. <laughs> I'm like, what a shot. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, cue uh, helicopter fight sequence. Visually stunning. With the yellow jacket gets a suit on, finally. In three seconds. Which is, wow. Amazing. These motherfuckers, changing time is their real superpowers. They, mu- they must just practice. <laughs> like so, like, fi- like firemen. Uh, Cross is really late because he's just shooting everybody with his beams. He, oh, he, doesn't get, he doesn't give any folks. He kills everybody on the helicopter. <laughs> they just showed a helicopter crash over somebody's house. We see a black family in a beautiful neighborhood with a nice house and everything with a pool in the back. Oh, they're doing well because they're living in San Francisco. Yeah. In a gentrified Actually, San no, Francisco. They flew, no, they, they flew across the Golden Gate, so they might be in fucking uh, Marin and shit like that. Oh, they're doing very well. Mm-hmm. So they get out, and great scene. Uh, he ping pong paddles that motherfucker into a bug zapper because they're bugs. And he doesn't die. He gets... He becomes a Darth Sith Lord because he just growls. Mm-hmm. And so after after the SFPD seeing people shrink, a building implode, explode, then implode, a tank come out of a thing, <laughs> uh, a, a grown man in a suit goes small and big, and he's trying to explain to them what happened, but SFPD just tases him instead. And I was like, ha, this is the realest part of this whole movie. Cops not listening to people. <laughs> they they're also incredibly involved in this for some reason. Mm-hmm. They followed the helicopter and the briefcase fall. I mean, come on, this shit is bigger than us. After seeing all that shit, mm-hmm. no. Matter of fact, if I'd mind my own business, there probably wouldn't be a need for the fourth act. 
but they get involved and don't believe anything he's saying mm-hmm. because, because it's not like they're in the MCU and like things that are very strange have are now common. motherfuckers act like shit don't happen. We're like twelve movies in and they're like, huh, we've never seen a build like hovercrafts and Hydra and a fucking super soldier and a green thing smash the city and and gods appear who like have magic hammers mm-hmm. and and fucking space whales. But yeah, space whales. Space whales happen and shit like that. So yeah. Well, maybe they have crisis actors in the MCU also. <laughs> um, they just be having this. See, oh, they be listening to that right wing news, and they be telling everybody to calm down. <laughs> um, so they put him in jail, and then they hear that Chitari Chitar- attack was a hoax. <laughs> so they hear that um, Cross is at the cop's house. And it's like, oh no, Cassie. It's super weird because he just says that Yellow Jacket has her. But the mom was just like downstairs. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm not dying for this kid. My ovaries still work. <laughs> uh, she likes her dad too much. So, uh, insert fight sequence and child diving, which is my favorite. Eh, she wasn't bad. She just had to be a kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was pretty bad. He's like, oh no, yellow jacket. The sodi's too cold. It makes my teeth hurt. <laughs> oh, and then we see another great fight scene. Their CGI was amazing because they were throwing toy trains. When this motherfucker got hit by the train and he was really mortified, and then it was like, oh yeah, I'm still the same size. And wait, <laughs> so the train just got hit. That was funny. No, no, that fight sequence was pretty great and funny. I liked it a lot. The only thing that did creep me out was the big ant. I was like, ah! That, that was gross. No, that's disgusting. Yeah. And so... He's about to get Yellow Jacket, but he knew the only way he can do it is go subatomic because they put that in the movie. But they told you never go full subatomic. You never go full subatomic. I want to say the joke from Tropic Thunder, but those jokes aren't good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes subatomic, and then we see a science lesson that I probably should have gotten. Mm-hmm. Oh, I took notes. I'd, at this point, you're supposed to pause the movie and pull out your periodic table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then he strings and then, but he's called back home by his daughter's voice. And then he, you know, pin particles switch up. Yeah. And, and then, back. and then we find out that, uh, he was inside the bookshelf the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think I'm missing that reference. <laughs> it's the movie with Matthew McConaughey. What? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I missed it. <laughs> Somebody else. comes back and everything's good. <laughs> And then we cut back, and they're like, yeah, uh, I wasn't a dick with police cop anymore, you know. And I helped you out, and you got processed normally. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait, I got to go, because I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Michael Pena says, hey, you know what? I'm going to tell one last hilarious story. Mm-hmm. And with the Stanley cameo we were waiting for the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super fine. And Avengers and scene. Falcon's looking for him. Yeah. Stinger scenes. Um, There's just one, I think. No, two. I don't remember what the other one is. What's the first one? Uh, Michael Douglas is like, hey, I've been working on a suit for you. Oh, the first, second one is... Uh, the first one is for your moms, but I guess it's for yous. The second one is uh, Bucky and the Vice. The scene from... Uh, oh, yeah, that was great. The Captain America. I mean, the scene from Civil War. Civil War? Civil War, yeah. The whole scene for Civil War. They shoot these movies together, baby. Man. So, yeah, and movie. So, everyone's biggest gripe with this movie is they told us about physics, how shit works. 
about even though something shrinks, it's still the same size, the same weight and shit like that. Yeah, but that's yet how it's, we that's had how this mother, this old ass man carried around a tank. Uh, it was the pen particles. Mm-hmm. Also, that scene just didn't really mean anything. Yeah. Also, they got an ant flying a grown ass man that's two hundred pounds. Ants have super strength. Um, then the train that crushed a car because it would have been the same train size times the tank and it called the crushed a car. But now it's big now. Yeah. That's what they told us that it didn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Because the whole part about him being able to punch like a grown ass man. No, he has increased strength. To, you're, you're missing everything you said. What you're saying is what the movie said. Like, here's the rules, but don't listen to the rules. I don't, so, yeah. I don't remember that part, but I'll, be, I'll believe you. Okay. That's that's what everybody's gripe was. Like, this nigga was carrying around a tank the whole time, but it's supposed to be the same size, weight as a tank. It's just small. That's what the whole thing about you can still punch like a grown-ass man. And actually, you're even more compact. That's why you can kill a motherfucker with a punch. Like Michael Pena. Could you imagine Michael Pena punching people as Ant-Man? They would have blew up. Ant Pena? Bro. Um, So... This movie was still good. It, it's it's funny to say something three years later, it didn't age well. <laughs> well, it just doesn't have like a lot of rewatchability. It was kind of a rough watch. I took a break in the middle. Ah, uh, me too. But the like you said, the CGI was visually it was visually beautiful as fuck, right? Yeah. Like, it's like what's that? What? Damn it! I wish and, I and we should acknowledge that it's it's again like it's like Honey I Shrunk the Kid with all those graphics being great. And it's a replace job. I mean, Edgar Wright was the director and writer, and then someone else came on and finished it. Mm-hmm. Edward Wright did something amazing, right? I imagine he got fired because uh, he can't finish movies. Oh, no, I'm saying he did something amazing by not having Ant-Man and the Wasp in, the, in uh, Avengers. Oh, yeah, he requested that they not be in Avengers while he's working on this movie, mm-hmm. which seems dumb, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Because, anyway... Um, I remember this movie better. Nah, me too. Maybe it's just better watching it the first time when it's exciting. Uh-huh. And when I've watched this movie like six, seven times. No, nah, during I've seen it probably. It's probably the third time I've seen it. Mm-hmm. But during the third act, I'm like, oh man. But I'm telling you, it's like something's Woo! different when we have to watch these movies analytically. That's why I kind of want to. That's why I really want to see Guardians because I just remember that movie fondly as fuck. I know I've seen that movie six times. Because it used to be on stars, and I have stars, so it just pop on. It's one of the movies that pop on, and I'd be like, "Whoop!" There goes two hours of my life. I don't know. He joked about it, but this movie did feel kind of conservative, and that bothered me too. Yeah, no, no, like that. The way, like, because they make, uh, they made it a, um, a point to one say his criminal was like an awesome, awesome. His crime was an awesome job, like. In 2018 right now, Twitter would have gave him a job as soon as he got out of prison. He would have had money on his books. Matter of fact, he wouldn't have been touched in the jail, Clink. Matter of fact, I think that's why he wasn't touched in the jail because everybody in prison was like, bro, you helped my mom out and shit like that. You protected and shit like that. He's he's a hero and stuff like that. That's like the... I couldn't say that joke. Oh. Uh. Like a person who does that and goes to jail, he'd be fine. <laughs> He's totally untouched if they sit him in the right 
right jail. Like, if he's in jail in California after he does it, fine. They'd have to kill him on the spot. He couldn't surrender. I was like, no, he did it in California. He's a hero. <laughs> anyway. It's, it's kind of still a good movie. It's tro- it is. It's, it's tropey as fuck. But it's, it's cool. I was talking to him earlier about, well, before we started thing, like, how Michael Pena has, like, super punch power. He's, like, uh, knocking motherfuckers out. And I was like, that's one of the greatest movies trope. But they kind of wrote that in when, oh, yeah, as we talked about it. Like, I mean, this might have been during the rewrites, actually. <laughs> it was like, how is Michael Pena knocking everybody out? This seems a little fake for a movie about a man that can drink. Let's just write it in. And I almost feel like Wood Harris is there just so all the people of color aren't a joke. It's funny we see all these white people in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. This is like, it's... and then we see like, like Southern style like shot callers in the Bay Area in Southern California. I was like, that guy doesn't look like a, a Bay Area Mexican. They didn't. Do, they didn't do their homework. No. <laughs> they should have. They should like. Um, can anybody tell us what it's like around here? Because this looks. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> wasn't authentic as shit. Peyton Reed's from South Carolina, so. And the only thing else. But yeah. Let's do it. Got anything else before we wrap up? Never wrap up. Shout out to Kamala Harris, uh, Ric Flair, The Four Horsemen, Shannon Sharp, and Colin Kaepernick. Everybody, thank you for listening. Make sure you rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Like us on the internet's newspaper, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. This week's musical guest is Rhyme Artist. Commander, all the monks have betrayed you. They refuse to hand them over. Supposing we were to threaten the other himself, he would be forced to give up. It wouldn't cause us so much trouble, and you could kill the two birds with just the one stone. Yeah, cruising through the building, losing illusions and confusions Moving in directions adjacent to conclusions Made by many of my crazy haters Thinking that the rhymer is a traitor Cause you wear a mask to hide his crater I'm the creator, maker of this rhyme scheme I spit from out a cannon with a very special beam Once unleashed, it's very hard to keep to a certain theme It's like the vocals attack everything It's so extreme in the battle, give me the mic And watch the villain go and strike Any rapper thinking it better than the rhymer I dislike And I might drop a verse with a curse attack and what's worse is that a nurse couldn't get you patched Yo, reading me this Why you thinking I'ma fight fair? Knife in my hand, best believe it's a nightmare And I'm aware the affair means to battle one-on-one With no weapons till the fighting match is all done I mean, if I got a knife on me and you try to hit me I'm gonna I'm stab you with it, you know? Uh. But I'm the Goblin King and on my fingers is the place for the Mandarin rings Able to fire fire balls when it hits his things I'm on the mic, the villain got the crowd fly like wings And hey, yo, me and the team, we form like Voltron Move silent like ninjas and destroy like Gotron Doing a rapping and a trapping from dark to dawn Never leaving a cipher till the beat is almost gone Then we come back on the track and we just transform the whole scene The whole universe torn from the scenes Dreams messed up from all the drugs that I be doing And all the shade things that I be pursuing God
master plan is what the master plan Get into the vault and cop a couple hundred grand Make it smooth like the nice grooves on beach sand And understand that this dope heist is not to be banned It's a four-man mission, listen We gotta go get this money cause we working on commission Wishing that the superheroes never hear of this or he'll be pissed Find Mortis ain't no joke and quick to send you to the abyss So watch your manners and grab your hammers We live in the community in a few minutes According to the planners that I gave you all I hope you followed every letter and you don't drop the ball Cause if we fail, he murdering us all Time to get this money, whether it's raining or it's sunny Read the floor plans, you gotta be a quick study, buddy Or the job is gonna be hella bloody Funny, how he got the crew together, sonny They're talking about the rapper, thinking the rapper never gonna attack him But the rapper steady knocking him out until the screaming shadow knows he'll lose the clout uh. Smoke cigars from out the back cave Me and Robin dabbing, practicing the demon wave Told me that the Batman is really Bruce Wayne That he be acting weird, shooting Kane to his veins, huh But I ain't believe that, this Joker really a cool cat Together they're killing the battle against all the forces of evil without a gap So I showed the bat my cool technique Merely the golden goblin on to which he gave a critique Said I got some nice moves and I can flow to a beat And that my fighting style works with my unique physique Check it Bars of steel, made salt nil And so ferocious that I used it on the man I got to kill Threaten me! Ah! <laughs> 